Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Hello, my friends. On this very chilly yet very powerful November night, the first thing I want to do is tell everyone Happy Thanksgiving because this is being broadcast live tonight. And it is only one uh, evening before, a um, couple evenings, I guess, tonight and tomorrow night before we go into Thanksgiving. So I wanted to wish all of my listeners a happy, happy Thanksgiving. We do have an opportunity, um, because we are on live, for all of you to call in tonight to our guest, Reverend Carrie Chapman, to ask her any question. What Carrie said is any and every question um, please call in. She is not afraid to answer your questions. The number to call is 213-559-2974. I'm going to just repeat that one more time. 213-559-2974. Then I would like you to press the number 1 and you'll be on the air with Carrie. Perhaps my assistant, Jody, also will be answering that phone call and um, just asking you uh, if you have a question, and we will then get you on the air with Carrie. What an evening this is going to be. A future beyond our wildest dreams right now is being created as we speak. And the reason why I am so proud to have Reverend Carrie here is because Reverend Carrie Chapman is one of those beings who are helping to create our new world. Despite the vastness of the universe, we all, apparently, and I also believe without a doubt, have a personal connection to this majestic Gaia Mother Earth. And most of the teachings we have had on this program, the Pure Hope Show, have taught us in some way or another that we are all one. And that we are all very powerful beings of white, fiery light. Many, many of these teachers have also taught that there is a spiritual curriculum that is influencing our lives right now and will eventually guide us back home into our oneness. I was talking to Carrie right before the program started, and I thought, I said to her, I feel that this is one of the most important programs that we've ever had. I believe it is intriguing. And Carrie had said it will also be incredibly educational. I had also told her that I felt that this was a bit of a new flavor than any other program. And what I mean by that, by the flavor, is the new information and new education that perhaps many of you have never, ever heard before. So I want you to keep your minds open and your hearts open as we are both women who dare greatly to bring you information. So we have consistently heard that there are benevolent super beings such as Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, 
Mother Mary, and many, many others who have directly intervened in Earth's history. And the reason why they have intervened is to help show us the way to the greatest truth, to the truth with a capital T. Carrie works directly with many of these benevolent super beings. And she has always worked with these beings of white light. And we will have a clear picture of what is exactly going on. Now, I know everyone might say exactly going on. I'm going to underline that and say I believe that Carrie is capable to bring in exact information that is going on. So for me, I want you all to know, my beloved listeners, that this is not a show based on a certain philosophy or a speculation of wishful wishful thinking. The Pure Hope Show and all of the teachers on this show have had a vast synthesis of investigation, which means they have spent their whole life working with these guides. They've also had a vast synthesis of experiences that portray an exact understanding on what is going on. So I'm asking you and all of us to stay open, and it perhaps boils down to if you have the power of choice tonight, you have the power of choice to believe it or not, and I, and I give that to you. I'm asking you to trust me. I am hope, and I am here to help open planetary eyes. So I know that there has been a seemingly endless lineup of big budget uh, disaster movies that entertains audiences throughout the world, actually, by threatening the earth and the total annihilation. So this is what I happen to call the prophets of doom. We are not alone. We are constantly being guided by these benevolent super beings of love and light. All we have to do is open up to them. And we are then being guided by what Carrie says are oversouls and these guides and all we need to listen to them. And this is why I have been so interested in in having Reverend Carrie Chapman as my guest because she not only knows that she is being guided, but she answers, follows through in the directions of which she receives. She speaks right up about it, uh, and so she dares greatly. She dares greatly, and she will share a little bit about her life, She will share her recent spiritual journey of peace and freedom to the Middle East, Saudi Arabia. And she will share her experiences with the new city of light. I love the fact that she comes to talk about the starship Genesis, which is the world servers of peace that she has helped bring through in the Middle East and one in Amsterdam. Carrie will also share what a city of light is with us. I asked her to do that. And she will talk about how these cities of light are now being anchored on the earth and why. I've also asked her to talk about the energies that we are currently having on the earth at this time and why the current earth changes are occurring. Remember, my loves, my sweet listeners, she is a direct speaker for the spiritual hierarchy And Carrie will be always open to spirit during this program, allowing new messages to come through her as her guides direct her. 
Carrie is known as a teacher for the teachers. She is the founder of the Namaste Healing Center in Lake Mills, Wisconsin. She is known as a conscious, multidimensional psychic and a healer. As a conscious channel, Carrie conducts Akashic Record readings with, of course, her beloved Archangel Michael and many other multidimensional, angelic, and galactic hierarchies. Carrie is being led into a new and exciting phase of her life. She's allowing herself to be shepherded. And I believe we are going to hear more about that. So without further ado, let us all welcome Reverend Carrie Chapman to our program tonight. Hello, Miss Reverend Carrie Chapman. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Janice, and you. And thank you for having us on. And happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It, well, it Namaste. is wonderful. It is wonderful to have you. I'm so excited um, to have you as a guest. And I do hope the the listeners will call in. I'm going to just give that number once again because I would encourage you to call in call in and ask any questions because it is new information. Remember the number is 213-559-2974. Press the number 1. Miss Jody will answer and we'll get on with those questions. So, Miss Carrie, I know that we had talked and we talked about a poem that was given to you called The Tree of Life and I thought energetically that would be a good way to start the program tonight. So would you tell our guests, our audience, where that Tree of Life uh, poem came from and how that came about? Absolutely. It's just uh, been one of the most amazing journeys of my life, bar none. It has changed me forever. Mm. Um, Minutes before I was getting ready to walk out the door, A very good friend of mine, Nadia, who is from the Middle East, was taking me to the airport. And she said, Carrie, before you go, can I write a poem real quick and and gift this to the Tree of Life? And will you wrap it like a scroll, roll it like a scroll, and put a red ribbon on it? And I said, absolutely. So it took her about three, four minutes to write this out. And when I read it, It just opened my heart, which literally prepared me for the journey. So I would like to share that with everyone. Um, I would like to say the poem first and then explain what happened um, at the Tree of Life when I read this to her, and it was definitely a feminine tree. So I ask everyone, just take a deep breath. In through your nose, exhale out your mouth, tree of life. I've never seen a tree in a morning full cry, although they know each passing season they'll wither and die. They are wise to the strength of rebirth, they are faithful. In the circle of life. I've never seen a tree wilt in burden and despair. A tree will grow stronger 
when it seems no one cares. I've never heard a tree say they have seen too much. A tree thrives through decades of experience to gain knowledge and such. A tree never uses time as a crutch. I've never seen a tree who has no faith in its roots. A tree is in contact with its source of life at all times. They embrace its love and breathe the divine. I've never seen a tree with two leaves the same, yet I have never felt a tree who carries with it shame. So this a prayer to you, tree of life. Please awaken our souls in your image and light. You are our spirit, our teacher, and our guide. As you shed your leaves, help us shed our pride. Let the ego of man die on this night and be reborn into love and light. Your daughter of the Middle East, Nadia Akrabawi. Thank you. Amen. Kadoish, Kadoish, Kadoish. Adonai, Sabayah. So, of course, the very first thing I did when I arrived in Bahrain at this beautiful tree of life, I read this to her. And I never knew until that moment that trees cry. And then she smiled and she said, thank you. Nobody has ever gifted me such a beautiful poem. So I left it with her in a scroll with a red ribbon. Thank you, Miss Nadia. Thank you, Tree of Life. Wow, that is beautiful, Carrie. That is beautiful, Nadia. I mean, it's it shows how, once again, you revere all life and that it all has a consciousness and... Um, it can tell us once again how to treat Gaia, Mother Earth, and how the trees do listen and how they do weep with joy um, when yes. we pay attention to Gaia, Mother Earth. Gaia, Mother Earth. It so was, I thank um, you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, energetically, I'm hoping that that sets the stage for all of these questions that I have for you, Miss Carrie. I usually like to start out the program with just asking a few personal questions. And so one of my questions for you before we go into the questions about your trip is that through reading your web and through the information that you've given me, it says that after much prayer and meditation, that you became a conscious channel, healer, and energy worker. And I think sometimes our audience doesn't know what that means, a conscious channel, healer, and energy worker. Can you tell our audience what that means? Yes. Um, to us, it's just simply being in constant meditation. 
I am constantly listening to mainly my soul, but also my master guides, teachers, and angels. Um, I live co-creation as a way of life. So, you know, keeping it simple, it's being in meditation 24-7. Love it. Love it. Because it's um, (laughs) a simple answer, powerful answer. Um, It's the same thing that Patricia Diane Coderobles talks about, too, is I think I've said on many programs that when she told me, you don't get it, Janice, I'm constantly connected. And we can all have that constant connection. So being a conscious channel, healer and energy worker, just means that you're consciously and continually connected to the spiritual hierarchy and what you call your oversoul. Absolutely, and not only that, but Mother Earth, nature, the animal kingdom, we all have that ability to communicate. We are all one. Mm-hmm. We have that ability to communicate with everything at all times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We do, we do, we do. And so, interestingly, I know a lot of people do not if uh, act upon what their soul may suggest. And people will ask me all the time, I can't believe you do the work that you do. You just, you know, you go to the Middle East and they're in war. You know, how can you do that? Well, my answer to that is, how can I not? When my soul gives me suggestions and I act upon that, then the miracles, the synchronistic events start happening over and over and over. Gives, giving you the confirmation and the miracles. But the first step is acting upon the suggestions you might get from your soul or higher self. I remember talking to you, Carrie, um, I think it was before the weekend, and we both had an aha, a bit of an aha, because in my clientele, lots of times people will say, well, nothing like that ever happens to me, or I'm not asked to go to the Middle East, or I don't see spaceships, or I don't talk to um, the starseed beings of love and light, and you know, I remember your answer. Well, of course they don't, because if they're not following their oversoul or listening to their oversoul, they will not have those experiences. Absolutely. And, yes, and and I remember the bingo bango we had in that conversation is that the reason that they feel like they have to see it before they talk to their oversoul or follow their oversoul. And the fact is, is that they can have all of these experiences that happen to you, that happen to me, that happen to many people. Anyone is capable of having these experiences. But the first thing they need to do is listen, talk to, and follow through on their oversoul. And the world and the portals and the vortexes, everything opens up to you. Absolutely. That is the first step. And and I don't understand that a lot. I was telling you the other day, I just don't get why people aren't even trying it. How can their souls or spirit prove to them that they're working in their life unless they're willing to act upon what is suggested? 
Yes. So, yes. so we say, test us. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You know, that's what's so, called co-creation. Mm-hmm. That is, that's that consciousness of co-creation, constantly knowing that you are co-creating at every single moment. And And then when you do start acting on what your soul suggests, that's what creates the constant conscious uh, communication. Yes. These these miraculous journeys that I have had <laughs> all started from that communication, that suggestion from my soul. Oh, Carrie, well, we're asking you to go to the Middle East and bring in a city of light. Okay, that resonates. I go into medi- meditation, and my next thing I ask, when? Where? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you want this to happen? And mm-hmm. then God is my witness. I mean, we had less, I think it was less than three weeks to plan this entire trip to the Middle East um, with the, you know, CBC, the embassy. Thank God I had my passport because my soul has always told me, keep a current passport. Now you know why. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's you know it's all of these events come about from me listening to my soul and then acting upon that and asking more mm-hmm. questions and then doing my homework. It, it's co-creation. Once they yeah. told me where we were going, then it was my job to start researching that to uh, learn the protocol for the Middle East because it's very strict. When it comes to women, specifically white women, mm-hmm. and we'll probably get into that a little bit later, because uh, I was supposed to have been um, chaperoned once I hit uh, Bahrain, and I'll tell you what all happened with that later. Is <laughs> wow. like, well, really? Oh, I don't <laughs> need that. <laughs> don't you see my chaperone behind me? Michael's right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, as a light worker and a servant to the light, you know, I've known that you've gone through ups and downs and you've just never given up. And I admire that about you tremendously. And I admire many people who have, in some ways, have had stone walls, but they never, ever have dismissed themselves from the arena of service. So what keeps you on this path of service to the light, Carrie? Oh, my gosh. What may seem as a very difficult experience, truly, if you see it from the higher vibration of the soul, it is a third-dimensional human experience that I need. It gives me great growth and wisdom. And yes, sometimes, you know, it is difficult. But I'm always able, eventually, it might take a few days or a few hours, to take that higher road and say, okay, now, what am I supposed to learn from this? Hope, I've never been in a human body on this planet before, this lifetime, this this lifespan. So I needed to learn human experiences. How can I help teach others unless I 
experience it also. Mm-hmm. So I don't see it as as difficult or or bad. If you know, I don't like using the word bad, but um, it's always brought great soul growth and knowledge. Mhm. Well, I I I'm glad that you shared that with our audience that this is your first time incarnate as a human being and that sometimes strike it strikes an interesting chord with people. So tell us just a little bit then where you um part of just the matrix of white light or did you come from a planetary system, a different planetary system or I came from the omniverse which okay. is uh, completely out of this galaxy and universes um, people from the omniverse have only started coming here probably for the last 30-40 years it's such a high vibration um, I'm from the K system from the Omniverse. And um, I came in fully conscious. I walked in fully conscious, remembering everything. I had very few, if any, veils. So the first thing that I, I was told was you need to experience life as a human. And, and boy, boy, have I. <laughs> I uh-huh. took that one and ran with it. And I was told I was a communicator um, and that I don't experience the space-time continuum. I find that fascinating. I find that fascinating. When you don't, sometimes that, that can be difficult when you're operating with a clock in the third dimension. But it also it's a wonderful gift because I know there's no space and time between you and me right now. Or the uh-huh. listeners in us. Uh-huh. With, uh-huh. with us in spirit. So what I, this is a question like, and I did ask this of Christine uh, Day as well, um, is that what gives you the, like for me, I would have to say sometimes I would struggle to say, well, this is my first time in a body incarnate and I came from the Omni, Omni universe. So, you know, that's what I love about you, Carrie, because you dare greatly. You don't hesitate when I ask those questions and you just speak that. And I guess maybe you've answered it before with me when you said, you know, your job right now is to be totally and completely transparent. Yes. Yes. Transparency. If 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 anyone gets anything tonight, it's that word transparency. I was told that my life is an open book. Good, bad, and indifferent. Do not be afraid to share what you know or your experiences. And and I try to live by that hope. Mhm. Plus, it gives mm-hmm. others almost, and 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 it's weird to say this, but it almost gives everybody else permission to do the same. Yes. Yes, I believe that totally and completely. To let them know it's okay. It's okay to to be who you are. It's okay to share what you believe. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It is okay. 
I have so many clients right now that are going through walk-ins and having mm. a walk-in experience. So I knew that you have had walk-in experiences that have happened to you. And in fact, um, I have told my friends that this is the first time that I ever met you is when I walked into a walk-in conference or convention and was fascinated by many people. And I met you and I believe that I was drawn to you because of our hearts and, and, and your boldness to speak of things that many people perhaps hesitated to talk about. So would you just like to address a little bit about the walk-in experience and what that might be or look like? All right. Well, uh, a, a walk-in first is uh, is agreed upon with um, the person's uh, oversoul and God creator. It is not a possession. It has to be agreed with. And it's my understanding that in the spirit world, uh, we agreed with aspects of our oversoul, our own oversoul, that um, one aspect of the soul would be born into a body, and it's all in the Akashic Records. And then at a certain time, um, the born-in soul would leave to go back in spirit. Um, More often than not, they coexist um, with the higher aspect because the higher aspect needs time to learn to walk, talk, breathe, and get to know the genetic family, etc. And then when the time is right, and the souls always know when it's right, um, the walk-in will come into the body and escort, give permission for the born-in to leave. It's, it's almost, let me give a, a good example here. Let's say we're driving a car. And you are in the driver's seat. The car is your physical body. The walk-in will come in and get in the back seat. You're driving the car, which is your vehicle, your body. Then when the time is right, the driver will leave and go back into the spirit world, maybe to their next assignment, and the walk-in from the back seat moves to the driver's seat. And then um, they have to fulfill, if the contract isn't complete, the soul contract is not complete with the born-in, they will have to fulfill that contract before getting started on their own contract. Interesting. Yeah, the majority of people probably five years uh, back was coming in under uh, illnesses, near-death experiences, car accidents, but within the last five years, we have witnessed almost everyone coming in uh, on a conscious level, hmm. being aware. Well, that, that's a, a great way of, of explaining to our audience um, a walk-in of the whole car thing, sitting in the back of the seat when you know, when the next when the soul leaves, then the person in the back or the soul in the back takes the driver's seat. So that's a great way of. Um, our listeners to have an understanding of what that looks like or how that might feel for people. So good. Well, I want to, because we have about an hour left, I just wanted to get into the topic of our program tonight. Our program this evening is called the city of light and uh, your experiences with them. So can you tell our audience what is a city of light? 
Absolutely. And again, thank you so much for having us on and, and being able to cover this, Hope. Let's keep it real simple, okay? These cities mm-hmm. of light are omniverse, and they're here to help. They will bring in, the cities of light will bring in the new frequencies to help humanity and all life. And once they're anchored in, it will include a shift in consciousness for positive change, new awareness, soul energy, spiritual gifts, remembrances. So with that explanation, this totally resonated with me when I had gotten during a reading, I had received during a reading, that we were being energetically supported to bring in one of these cities of light. Of all places on the planet that need positive change is the Middle East and Russia. Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, so they where... Help the transi- they help in the transitioning of Earth to the fifth dimension, which is the Christ consciousness, which is the I am presence, which is we are all one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who tells you where these cities of lights go on the planet at this time when you go and travel to anchor them? Is it your guides? Is it who who is telling you where to plant these? Uh, first, I received the information from my soul. And then in co-creation, I bring in more information uh, from the spiritual hierarchy, the angelic kingdom. Mother Earth, the galactic um, hierarchies, um, all of that, they all play an integral part in bringing these cities in because they're all a part of it. They're coming from the omniverse, so you need the galactic help. I absolutely need the guidance from my soul and protections from the angelic. Mother Earth plays a role because we're acreing it into the third dimension, which is Mother Earth. So it is in communication with all of them. Uh, we received this. I was doing a, a an Akashic Record reading with Michael Riken, who lives in, lived at that time in the Middle East in Bahrain. And uh, it came through during his reading that we oh, were being... Okay. Yeah, that we were being energetically supported to bring in a city of light. And then through following the guidance, everything else was arranged, including um, the the divine equation, including, oh, by the way, you're also going to bring in a city of light in Amsterdam. Coincidentally, listen to this, Hope. The last plane that was shot down came out of Amsterdam. Oh, interesting. So the reason I had so many airports that I stopped over <laughs> at was because I was going in the airports and clearing all of the energies with Archangel Michael and the Band of Mercy and Master Jesus. We were going in the airports and clearing all of the fear, the anger, the judgment, the hate, the pain. Oh, 
that makes sense. That does make sense. So let's move into, uh, tell us a little bit about your recent trip to the Middle East and Saudi Arabia, Arabia to anchor the City of Lights there and how mm. that experience took place. And I guess we've already somewhat covered how you were called there, but um, tell us a little bit about your trip to the Middle East. I would love to take you on a journey. Are you ready? We are ready. <laughs> Well, once we received um, that we were being energetically supported, the next thing I asked was, when? And I received August 16th and 17th. It's like, oh, oh no, you got to be kidding me. That's less than a month. They said August 16th and 17th. And I said, why? And my soul said, well, that's during the original harmonic convergence, which was August 16th and 17th. 1987. The time difference between then and now is 27 years. And that is a nine, which is a completion, a completion of separation in the Middle East. Then they said, you're going to be bringing in a lot of the divine feminine energy. Because in the Middle East, um, literally, women are subspecies. Mm-hmm. So I knew we were going to be anchoring a lot of the divine feminine. Then a whole list of crystals came in to take that would continue. These specific crystals would continue to hold the energy once we were gone. Um, I asked them, is there a name of this city? And they said, yes, Starship Genesis, World Servers of Peace. Now, it's interesting because, I see, I question spirit. I'm just, you know, everyone thinks I'm real easy. I'm not. This is a lot <laughs> that goes into this, okay? I just don't show up at the middle in the Middle East. And when they said Starship Genesis, World Service of Peace, I immediately questioned them and said, no, wait a minute. I know Ashtar Command also has World Servers of Peace. And they said this is part of Ashtar's command on Starship Genesis. And of all places that peace is needed is the Middle East. So then once all that came in, I was back and forth with Michael. We got the dates. Then it was like, okay, what do I do now? And my soul said, well, now you need to call the the CDC to see if you need, you know, any, um, you know, shots or anything and and let your embassy know. So I did need some some shots. I had to get a tetanus and a hepatitis A. Um, I called my embassy and let them know, give them my dates. And um, then it was a go. Then it was planning everything here. I had to get somebody to come in and watch my cat for, you know, eight days. I had to get someone to watch out for Daisy. I had to get rides to the airport. You know, so much goes into this. I really didn't know if it was going to be possible to do it in three weeks. But if you know you're being energetically supported, Everything will fall into place if you just listen to your soul and and act upon those suggestions. So everything was in place. <clears throat> um, 
Then I started doing my research. Okay, what do I need to know? What is the protocol? I don't want to disrespect anyone. No one. So I started immediately doing tons of research on the Middle East and women and how to act and not act and what to do and what not to do. So the first thing I I read was on the embassy page was, well, white women cannot go into Bahrain without a male escort. I flew into Dubai, but Dubai is a separate country than Bahrain is. So I'm going, oh, no. Okay, so I immediately called Michael Riken. We were on Facebook, and I said, okay, look it. What is this that I need to have a male escort? He said, don't worry about it. So it was like, okay, well, if Michael says not worry about it, I'm not going to worry about it. So we dropped the energy on it. We just dropped the energy on it. Um, You know, I had to be real careful. I couldn't look men in the eyes. Um, that was a disrespect. I couldn't smile at them. That was a disrespect. And my gosh, hope you know me. I look and talk to everybody in the eye yeah. and I smile at everyone. You know. Yeah. So I had to remind myself to constantly look on the ground and look for crystals. Interesting. <laughs> so after learning, you know, the do's and the don'ts and being prepared, then we were on our way. And uh, it was, uh, I think, 28 hours to get there. Um, The beautiful thing about this journey is that it wasn't just Michael and and his girlfriend, Nun, and I. There was over 100 people that connected with us all over the world. And I took everyone on this journey through Facebook. I've I've never done that before. And... I will never do another one um, differently. It was just such an amazing journey to take everyone with me and to post the pictures and share all of the history. So, um, boy, I hope I'm not jumping all over the place, but I'm just going for it. No, you aren't. (laughs) So then I needed to do my history. It's like, um, okay, well, where do you want us to or my research, where do you want us to do this at? And and they said the tree of life, and it's like the tree of life. And then I contact Michael Reichen again, and he goes, oh, my God, we have a tree of life here. He says, I've never been there. So I said, okay, you go check it out. I'm going to do more research. So he went and checked it out and said it was just amazing. Now, at that time, there were no guards, armed guards there. Uh, so I start doing my research. Now, listen to this. Are you ready? This tree of life in Bahrain is a mesquite tree, and it's been there for over 400 years, out in the middle of the desert with no apparent water source at all. The locals in Bahrain believe with all their heart and soul that it was the actual location of the Garden of Eden. Huh. Yes. And um, it's continued growing despite the extremities and apparently no water. The, the tree, the locals believe that the water, the source of the water is a mystery. Now, now listen to this. 
The plant scientists have been there. They they cannot explain why it continues to grow other than saying that, well, there's got to be reserves or sweet springs kilometers away that it's tapped into. But the Bedouins, the Bedouins are the nomads, the original nomads uh, from Bahrain and the Middle East. And they believe that the source is from a spirit called Inki, E-N-K-I, which is the mythical god of water. And that huh. this mythical god had showered the tree with its blessings. And when I tuned in to get the protocol of how we were going to bring in the tree of life, uh, of course you have to get permission and assistance from the overlighting David presence. The overlighting David presence of the tree of life was inky. Now, before we could even start the energy work, spirit and my soul said, you need to clear the original energies in Mesopotamia, the Sumerians, which people may or may not know that it's thought to have been where the first human species culture actually started. So we ask to take responsibility for mankind and clear those energies in love and light with intention and forgiveness and bring that forward, clear the entire area of Mesopotamia and Sumerian and bring that forward before we could even start the energy work at the Tree of Life. And there was an immediate shift. And then doing my research on Sumerian, there was also an inky in Sumerian time, 5500 B.C., which was called the Lord of the Earth. Hmm. Yes, yes. Interesting. So we cleared all those energies in love, light, intention, and forgiveness, and then came forward to present time, and then we were able to start our energy work by calling everyone in the spiritual hierarchy um, First, we had to get permission, of course, from Inky uh, to do the energy work and to get assistance and to call in Mother Earth and the angels and the spiritual hierarchy, all of them, all of them were there. Interestingly, as soon as we started doing our prayers, there were clouds that came in. These pictures are on my Facebook and Michael, you know, doggone it, I'm going to have to learn to keep my eyes open because when I go into meditation or prayer like this, my eyes are closed. And he goes, Carrie, Carrie, look. And I opened my eyes and there were clouds. He said, there's never clouds here. We get half, less than a half inch of rain in a year. So that was a good confirmation right there. Mm-hmm. So there were so many people around um, that we had to do it over a three-day period. Now, 
I don't mean to to jump around, but I think it's important that um, we let you know before leaving um, again. It was hours before leaving to start my flights to the Middle East. Um, I got a message from the embassy asking me to change my itinerary. They did not want me to go into Bahrain. And I asked, why? And they said, because civil war just broke out in Manama, which is where I was flying into, and Bahrain, where I was staying. And I said, okay, thank you, you know, yada, yada, yada. And immediately I contact Michael Riken in the Middle East, and he said, Carrie, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. I immediately go into meditation and receive, don't feed the fear. Do not feed the war. You were there as a peaceful warrior. Um, so it was truly a journey of getting through my own fears, too. Know that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Truly, I consider myself fearless. But when things like this happen, you do question it. You do need to go into meditation to get clarity on it. So I knew without a doubt that uh, it's still a go. And one thing I'd like to, to share with everyone that meant the world to me. I I didn't let anyone know that I was going until three days before I left because I did not want anyone to feed the fear, literally. I did not want people saying, oh, Carrie, you're crazy. You know, there's war going on, yada, yada, yada. And I did not want to hear that. I did not want any counterintention on this journey. I knew yes. how important it was. Yes. So um, three days before, that's when I put it out on Facebook. Hey, everyone, I'm going to the Middle East. Connect with us. <laughs> and then, <laughs> And then only two people knew that I had heard from the embassy <clears throat> to change my itinerary. And one, of course, was my daughter. And I called her, and I said, I just need to let you know that I got a message from the embassy, and they want me to change my itinerary, that civil war just broke out in, in Manama and Bahrain. And I said, Jody, I'm going to be fine. I'm still going. And she said, Mom, I know that. I totally trust and understand your guidance. I know you'll be okay. The next day, once I arrived in Bahrain and I put out my first email, hi, I made it, I arrived, I'm going to sleep, my daughter posted this. May I read it to you? Absolutely. Oh, boy. Hope I can get through this. (laughs) Because this changed my relationship with my daughter Uh, 180 degrees. She put this on Facebook once I arrived. So proud of my mom. Although Bahrain is a wonderful place, these times are not wonderful in the Middle East. She went anyway. She has a heart that's big and doesn't scare easily. She is there as a spiritual warrior. She is there with intent that is pure and full of love. Thank you for being my mom. I'm so glad I picked you. It's no wonder, really. It totally makes sense. And this 
truly is what kept this whole journey safe. It was, it was my intent was pure and full of love. Mm-hmm. That's what made this journey a success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I, I, I so honor and respect you for your continual, and it is, it's a continual, consistent following directives from your oversoul and from the guides and the spiritual hierarchy. And I know perhaps even to many of our listeners, and I know that in my life as well, that every directive that I've ever received and I went forward and it it isn't a logical directive. And so sometimes our participants in our life, they will go like, what are you doing? You know, where are you going? And what do you think you're going to do there when you go there? And so it takes a tremendous, tremendous spiritual warrior, a tremendous, tremendous integral um, tenacity that goes out and does the type of work that you do, Carrie. And I just honor the heck out of you for doing the work that you've done and the work that you continue to do um, for our planet at this time. Well, thank you. And do do you know why I do this? I'm going to put my heart right out on my, my sleeve here on my arm. Do you know why I do this, Hope? Why do you do this? Because I believe, I believe in my soul. I believe in spirit. I believe in God. I believe that this energy work does make a difference. And I believe in humanity. That's why I do it. Mm-hmm. I truly believe. Because I would agree with you 100%. I would agree with you 100%. <laughs> and and how do we get to that knowingness in our life, that, that place to where, you know, yeah, you know, I might be a little bit crazy, and I probably am a little bit. <laughs> You'd have to be. <laughs> uh-huh. but, but because I am willing to show up and listen to my soul, then they prove to me all of the things that happen from that. Yes. It gives people hope. Yes, it does. It does. It does. Oh, well, boy. can you can you also then share with our guests our, our guests that are listening that you know we do have some very interesting wearing energies that are coming in. Um, why are these energies here right now? Why? What's happening, what you would say, currently on the planet right now? There is a great awakening that's taken place on this planet. People are waking up to their own divinity. People are waking up to who they are as a spiritual being. Um, and through this great awakening... The energies that are not to our highest good has an agenda also. 
us as light workers and star seeds, we are here to help Spirit, God, Creator, Mother Earth, to bring in love and light and peace and forgiveness in this plant to this planet. And the energies that are not to our highest good have an agenda to stop that. It's just that simple. We cannot take it personal. They're here to stop us from bringing the love and light to this planet. They don't want us to forgive. They want us to hate. They want us to be in fear. They want us to be in greed. Um, To me, it's just that simple. So all of these warring energies that are taking place on the planet is to try to stop us, to try to scare us. I agree. I agree. So how can our listeners, you know, for all of you who are listening out there, I thank you for listening. I want to give you time to just allow the story of Carrie's journey to sink into you and more so than ever before. I think Carrie and I want all of you to know that it's time to start listening to your oversoul and and maybe I'm answering the question that we're I'm going to ask you, but how can we all play a part in helping anchoring in the higher energies onto the earth plane right now? Start meditating every day, learning to communicate with your oversoul, higher self at all times. Everyone on this planet almost agrees to to this one concept we're about ready to share. We are here to live our soul's purpose. We are a part of our soul. And if that is true, then would it not serve our highest good to be communicating with our soul? This is the one step that everyone, not everyone, that's a generality, so many people are missing. And they just don't get it. And I personally have an extreme hard time understanding that. It's like, my gosh, if we're here to live our soul's purpose, I'm a part of my soul. Well, yeah, I think I better be talking to my soul then. So, one, start, start communicating with your soul through inspirational writing. What many call automatic writing, we call inspirational writing. Learn the ABCs or what we call the building blocks. Oversoul communication. Learn how to ground yourself into the earth on the third dimension. Because once you start opening up to the spirit world, it's a much, much higher vibration. So you need to be grounded in your body. Learn discernment. What is real and true to you without being in judgment of other people's views. But learn what is real and true to you and act upon what your soul gives you. You can have all the knowledge and wisdom in the world, but unless you act upon it or put action on it, it does one no good. What we do is not exclusive hope. Um, I just seem to, to listen all the time. Uh-huh. Mhm. It's not exclusive. Yes. Yes. 
Well, are you ready, Miss Carrie, to uh we have a caller with a question? Sure. Put her on. <clears throat> Hello, can you hear me? Yes. <clears throat> yes, I can. Hello. Do you have a question for uh, Miss Carrie? I do. Namaste. Namaste, Carrie. Um, my name is Ann Catherine. I wanted to thank you for visiting us at the Hope Interfaith Center in Mankato, um, where I uh, where we had some wonderful learning. Well, I you're have the radio on. My um, issue that I'm having now is to wrap my head around the, what you call the warring, the warring entities. Um, what, why would they test the old me so hard uh, if if oh. I am so important to be destroyed? That seems to make me egotistical. I, I feel like. I'm being bitten at both sides. I know my purpose, and yet I feel like I'm being pushed under. All right. Um, And first, we want to thank you for who you are. And second, the reason that they seem to be interfering with you is because of the love and the light that you are and that you carry. It is because of that love and light they're bothering you. But, hey, guess what? We've got a simple prayer for you that you can use that absolutely, without a doubt, please use it, will get rid of all negative energies, entities, influences, and forces. On our website, on the prayer page, you go to my prayer page. You can download it free. Download the prayer of exorcism, the clearing, with Archangel Michael and the Band of Mercy. And then if there is not an energy shift, um, the energies that are not to our highest good created like almost robot-like gremlins, then there's a short little prayer with Master Jesus that gets rid of those. And I promise you, Anne, if you use these, um, you will get rid of them. Now, you might need to do it over a few days or a few weeks because the energies that aren't to our highest good don't give up easily. But eventually, Mm -hmm. they will get bored and move on. It's because of your love and light, Anne. Thank you. I have... I, I seem to have both gremlins and um, thank you very much, Carrie. And I will I will hang up. So um, you're oh, open, man. Thank, thank you for you, joining Anna. us again. Thank, thank you, Anna, for calling. Thank, thank you, Mama Goddess. Bye bye. Uh-huh. Bye bye. Oh, was that Anna, not Anne? Oh, I apologize, Anna. That's okay. It's 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 so interesting what Anna had shared, and that's so. I have a client currently that has that needs extractions right now because she oh. is. <clears throat> so I thank you for sharing that prayer, Carrie. You're welcome. I mean, we everybody authority uh, by who we are as Christ consciousness means to do exorcisms. 
We do full-blown exorcisms. You can do them, Hope. We have the authority vested in us to do these. This is why the, the dark energies had to create robotic-type gremlins, because everyone was awakening that we had the right to do those. So they had to create this robotic-like gremlin entity that the prayer of exorcism doesn't work on because these gremlin-like entities don't have heart or emotion, soul. So Master Jesus came out with a prayer that gets rid of those. So we're always having to be on top of it. I mean, if you go in and you do a prayer of exorcism and there is not an energy shift, you immediately go to the robotic. This is how I found out about the robotic. I was doing my prayers of exorcism, and there wasn't a shift. I knew something was wrong. So I went into spirit and said, okay, guys, what do we do now? So we just need, as energy workers, as healers, as exorcists, we have to be on it. That's our job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very, very important. Very important. And and I once again, I want to thank Anna for calling because sometimes those are the difficult questions. Sometimes those are the people who I think are are very real when they call in for que- with questions like that. So. Yes. And Anna, she's listening. Anna, when we're off the program, give me a call and we'll go ahead and do that prayer of exorcism and the robotic for you, hon, as a gift, okay? Just call us. There is no time and space. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Well, I am excited because we had talked about, Miss Carrie, um, the divine equation that you did at the Tree of Life uh, when you went to the Middle East. And when I uh, approached you with doing a energy exchange with our listeners and was asking about a meditation or a healing that perhaps could occur over the show this evening, and you had suggested to do the same divine equation that you did when you were in the Middle East in Saudi Arabia. So um, I would like you to do that at this time if that feels comfortable for you. Absolutely. Um, Before we get to that, though, could I share one other thing about the journey? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, During... Uh, my research, I was told that I absolutely could not approach um, any um, men of the Middle East or have any kind of contact with them. One of my greatest gifts that I was given was when we went to the Tree of Life and we were doing the opening prayer, a nomad, a Bedouin, seemed to come out of the desert from nowhere. And I'm watching him, and the next thing I know, he's approaching me and handing me a gift. And I'm looking around to see if anybody is noticing that I might get in trouble. (laughs) And nobody seemed to pay any attention, and he came over to me and handed me a piece of pottery that was hundreds, probably thousands of years old. And he gave me a hug. He hugged me. He knew 
why we were there. I don't think I would have believed that, but I got the picture. (laughs) That was the greatest gift that was given to me other than the connection with the Tree of Life because he just appeared. And then every day we went back, I wanted to see him again, and he never showed up again. The saddest thing that I experienced there I was communicating to all the women's souls. And truly the saddest thing was every one of the women I talked to through their oversoul told me that they were okay with how they were being treated, that it's all they knew. And all I said was, Well, you now have another choice. So thank you for letting me share that hope. So now the divine equation, I have not did any energy work without a divine equation. Teresa Helm and uh, South Carolina, or is it North? No, South Carolina, has been bringing in these equations for me and Spirit probably for 15 years. So I immediately called her and told her of this journey. And she immediately tuned in with it and said, Oh, Carrie, thank you so much for bringing in the city. We'll bring in the divine equation. The divine equations are a way to engage with the light language directly and symbolically. Um, It bypasses the mental body's need to know. So they are to be energetically experienced, energetically received in your heart. So by us reciting this uh, equation with all your listeners, it will help them to receive and to communicate with the cities of light Starship Genesis in Bahrain at the Tree of Life and the Consortium in Amsterdam. It's a way to connect with the angelic and the stellar language. Um, It's just when certain calibrations are locked on, they allow access to many, many keys and encodings. So Teresa brought this in, and then when she brought it in, I brought in some more that added to it. Uh, She brings in the first part, and then at the end, I always seem to add something through channeling a little bit more. So that's what this is. So, again, we don't want anybody to try to analytically receive this because you can't. It's to be energetically received, okay? Okay. So we ask that any and all energy work being done in and through our bodies be within the divine plan of God, Creator. We ask that only those things as individuals and as a collective will be revealed, healed, released, brought through, and activated. And because it has been promised, because it has been promised, where two or three are gathered together in the name of Christ or Christ consciousness, there is the energy present for healing, miracles, and activation. We now claim all three with all bodies 
physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional, all time frames past, present, and future, and in all dimensions and levels of our soul simultaneously. And because it has been promised and spoken, and because it has been accepted, thank you. So it shall be done, and so it is. We give thanks. We give thanks. Amen. Amen. Kadoish, 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 Adonai Sabayat, which is Hebrew and translates as holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. All right. If everyone will close their eyes, I want you to take a deep, slow breath in through your nose. And as you exhale out your mouth, allow yourself to relax. We also at this time invite the spiritual hierarchy, the great white brotherhood of the I Am Presence, to be present and receptive to us. Commander K, the Excelsior, Delphi, Michael, Jesus, Knights Templar, Saturn Command of the New Jerusalem, Angelic Kingdom and the Inner Earth Beings, Ashtar Command, the Violet Flame of Transmutation, all through the vibration of the Christ Consciousness only. Carry of the Omniverse K System, Crystalline Matrix 999. Calling forth the new cities of light, Starship Genesis, over the Middle East, Russia, and the Consortium in Amsterdam. Blowing the Genesis, modulation, exempting, interfering forces. GZZL. Y-Y-Z-Z-M 2-B-F-Y-Q-D S-R-M 217-93-107 to the 12th power S-W-U-C-Z-S Y Q Z C X J N one one two to the thirty sixth monument deep breath allow calibrations pause joining the forces of tribal consciousness. Q W I S V Q A Y C zero one L S seven breathe and hold for ten seconds. Z Q T U S A Q Q Q Q pause. We have a modulation and calibration calling the cities of light Genesis and the Consortium 
anchor and dock and down fire language. Alignment participation, cities of light, grids. Polarize, interface, archetype, pause. Separation of tribal consciousness in the fifth dimension. ZWS five zero two one 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 M thirty six NJ two nine SQTE WJ E E Y three six nine SE one Y Y N A B C calibrating modulation insert Adelphi modulations Swans Dance E R S N J J E one one Vaporize Sword Apply shock psychology, calibrating, modulating, insert ZZ cancellations, tapping awaken points, tapping repaired hearts, opening over soul to capacity for infusion, tapping calibrations, reptilians, draconians, Vaporize. Re-emerge sword. Pausing. Engaging genesis. Engaging consortium. Hope at the base frequency. Removing frequency fences for soul-to-soul manifestations. Enveloping on halos. Restore memory, red snow, and opus, virgin, and origin, 612-3007, LZ, zebra, QRH, 972YPUAG, backwards J, backward E, Triad, fifteen seventy three ninety six F two A one three C Y U M two Q R Infuse particle physics in quest and go to grace factor and merge and allow. Anchor, lock, and seal with the galactic principle of divine thought based in divine love, making the invisible visible and the unknowable knowable. Paradigm shift, engage matrix now. You are home. You are aligned with your soul pleasant journey. Breathe, beloveds. And so it is. Beloved, I am that I am. 
transmission complete to the tone of <clears throat> oh, to the tone of e. To the tone of A. So be it. So it is, and so it has been accepted. We thank you. We thank you. Amen. Amen. Kadoish, Kadoish, Kadoish. Adonai, Sabiel. Now we need everyone to allow yourself to come back into your body, please. Slowly come back into your body. Wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers. Namaste. Namaste, (laughs) namaste. We have another question, Miss Carrie. I'm going to pop that on right now. Hello, you are on the Hope Interfaith Center, uh, Pure Hope Show. Do you have a question for Miss Carrie? Yes, I do. Thank you, Miss Carrie. Um, I appreciate you doing a reading for me, uh, your, your answer to my question. Um, some things have been happening to me, and I'd like to find out where I'm headed. Um, Who is this? Is this Anna? No, my name is Patricia. Okay, Patricia. Okay. Yes. Um, Some beings of light, I guess, have been coming, well, they have been coming to me at night in my dreams, and I'm hearing, like, multiple voices. It's like they say we, you know, we, and I hear, like, lots of voices. And then they're saying stuff like we're digging, we're digging. And um, I'd like to find out what they're doing with me. Where am I going um, with all Mm -hmm. this? Because I'm starting to hear different, like, voices, guides and things speaking with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're asking me to, they tell me, they say, ask. You know, mm-hmm. you haven't asked yet. <laughs> so Have um, you been asking and communicating with your oversoul, Patricia? I'm sorry, what was that? Have you been asking and communicating with your oversoul or higher self? Yes, I met my higher self, um... Um, I do speak with my higher self from time to time, the female, and I think it's the male that's been speaking with me, too. I'm just now, you know, trying to discern who it is that is speaking with me. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's like fairies and... Mm-hmm. Well, you're very much connected to the elementals. I think you know that, correct? Yes. Okay, and the reason they use we a lot, and if you'll notice, I probably didn't say I once during this hour and a half, is because I truly believe that we are all one and I live co-creation. So when I say we, that includes me, my oversoul, and all my master guides, teachers, and angels. So the reason they keep repeating we to you is they want you to get that. Now, um, hold on. Okay. Are you doing your writing? I don't know what kind of writing I'm supposed to do. I'm writing down my dreams. 
Okay. Um, well, that's like journaling. What your soul wants you to start doing, and you can go to our website and download this free on the prayer page. Page. They really want you to start doing inspirational writing. What this does, it's a grounding process first that prepares you to receive inspired communication from your soul. And this will also work your intuitive muscle. It will help you become that clear channel and give you discernment. Your soul also wants you to start praying for the gift of discernment that vibrates at the Christ consciousness level. And then trust and act upon what they give you. <laughs> okay. Um, gosh, you know, I would really, I mean, I I believe that I'm doing some spiritual work in my regular job. I don't know, maybe through what I'm doing, but is there going to be some type, something coming for me as far as like opening up my heart so my heart can sing so that mm. I can feel, mm. you know, beautiful mm. about the work that I do. Mm-hmm. Well, um, dear one, you have nothing at all to fear from opening your heart. Um, yes, it might get hurt, but the love that you have to give others and that you have to receive through an open heart is boundless compared to the times that it has been hurt. Please just be willing to consciously say every day, I open my heart in love and light and appreciation. Work on that every day by keeping that open. Um, Gosh, there was something else, too. Go back to that. I was going to say. We have about four more minutes, Carrie. Okay, um, doggone it, bring that back, please. I should have taken the notes. The main thing, Patricia, is you really have to just believe that you're who you are. You are a beautiful, beautiful being of love and light. They're trying to communicate to you right now and give you the messages and the protocol and the ABCs to keep you safe and protected once you start doing more channeling work. And no, you asked, thank you, they brought it back. And you asked, well, when I go to work, I feel I am doing my work and what I do. Know that all that is truly needed of you, dear one, is to be who you are. All you need to do is to show up. It doesn't matter if it's at work, at the library, at the store. Because from you showing up, you are that love and light. Know that. Everywhere you go, every step you take, every breath you take, breathe love and light. Miss Carrie, thank you, caller, for calling in. Thank you so much. Thank you, Patricia. Please, please hold on, Patricia, because Miss Carrie will give her information. Carrie, could you um, give the audience uh, a number or information on where they can get a hold of you? Sure. They can contact me here at Namaste, 
720-648-3580. Or they can go to our website at www.namaste, which is N-A-M-A-S-T-E hyphen W-I dot C-O-M. And, and hope, um, before this ends, I see we're getting close here. I love you so much. And we cannot thank you for everything that you continue to do and be there at your center. We love you and we thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to our guests. I am so thankful that you have listened. If you found this to be of great interest and a new flavor, please, please pass on the information about the Pure Hope Show. Um, It's so valuable to pass something on that you have listened to to others. So I thank you until we meet again. Also, Carrie, happy birthday. Happy birthday. So namaste to all of you. My gosh, 62. (laughs) Well, on Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Namaste, my dear. Namaste. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, uh, Hope. Thank you, Spirit. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.